Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Weekly Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Courage-Cole. This week, I'm joined by Charlotte Collins, Maya Lucky and Laura Black. Let's start with TV. What's anyone been watching? Has anyone watched Narcos yep. Series 3? Well, not the entire thing, but have started. Ty is nodding, our videographer. <laughs> and how many, How quickly have you watched it? <laughs> Everything in one day. A whole lot in one day. When did it drop? Friday? No, it was last week, wasn't it? Like midweek. Okay. A few people I know have sent me messages knowing how mad I am about Narcos saying it's on it's on I'm watching and I'm not watching yet and you've not started it's start. is it really good Ty even without Pablo <laughs> that's the thing isn't it he's gone what? hang on it. hang on that's a massive spoiler sorry we, that's a big spoiler it's not a well, big spoiler if you've watched Pablo, one and two. I, well I've watched episodes one and two yeah but Pablo Escobar no I've seen no, he's dead. Dead. No, I know he's dead <laughs> it's a real story him. Yeah, it does that's the point this is America of course he's it carries on that's so true anyway the Cali cartel are his rivals who are gaining in influence yeah they swoop in and take over Okay. So the series three is about the Cali Cartel, yeah. right? Yeah. Cool. <gasps> Can't wait. Anything else? It starts pretty gruesome, that's all I can say. Well, can I tell you what I started watching this morning, and I might be a bit out of date, is the Whitney Houston So um, I watched that film. this weekend, actually. It's good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, really good. It's, quite it's so sad. I mean, she was such a troubled woman. Like, oh my God, her life was she... ruined. She doesn't sound like she was happy for hardly no. any of her life. Well, he's baddie, isn't he? He, he drives yeah. horrible influence on her. Oh, yeah, he kept her in it. And the thing that bothered me the most was all these people around her, and it, it's the same with Amy Winehouse, I suppose, it didn't seem like anyone tried to help her. Mm. Like, hardly anyone. That's what the documentary yeah. makes out. She even had, like, a drug counsellor, and she was like, you know, Whitney didn't want to be in rehab. She wanted to be with her daughter and her husband. Well, I'm sure everyone... Well, yeah, dead that, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure everyone too. says that that's got a drug addiction. Yeah. And she just freeloaded off her, going on holiday, counselling on the go. It's like Michael Jackson as well. Yeah, None of these people helped. No. Yeah, that's mm. really sad. She was anyway, so I, it's, it's a really good film. It's yeah. on BBC iPlayer. Okay, I, I really recommend it. Anything else? I watched Bake Off. Yay! Oh, you watched it? Yeah. Way. Yeah. No, I just can't get my head around these judges. Tell me. Oh, no, they're oh, good. I think, it kind of well, I think it works. Yeah. Yeah. It actually really but works. It's still make-off. Who's it's the guy still... with the long no, name? Noel Fielding. Noel Fielding. And Sandy Toxvig. Yeah. And they are no. so similar. Yeah, if you close your eyes, yeah, they sound the same. It could be the old judges. Yeah. Sandy and whatever that dude is. No. No, I promise you, you won't He doesn't say that much, does he, really? Not yet. No. I think he'll come into his own a bit more. And it's quite scripted at the moment. He shouldn't be presenting. No, the oh, I think give him a chance. I think watch it. It definitely is an odd selection. It's so random, strange. but it works. Yeah. It's good, and yeah. there's some good characters. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. really good. Some amazing bakers so far as yeah. well. I think some people are really and standing some out. Terrible ones. <laughs> we all said that's one. I didn't think anyone was that bad. Oh my god, my person the sweepstake is horrendous. Have you all done a sweepstake? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. sweepstake go. Oh, I want to see who everyone's got. Yeah. Well, Tora Poppy are out already. Yeah, they both of them. Right. Well, Poppy's got one day to bring her cake. Okay. So yeah, the Sherlock sweepstake. If anyone's listening. 
<laughs> once you're out, you bring in a cake. Yeah. But there's, it's really, it. there's a lot of rules this year. You have to bake you it. There was a lot it. of Sainsbury's cookies bought last year. So <laughs> that's been vetoed. Yeah, we just well. got fat. So <laughs> love it. No, only baking. Um, well, I have also been listening to a series of podcasts by Monocle24, it's called. And they interview some quite interesting people. The founder of, is it WeWork? The Workspaces. Mm, yeah. The founder of Botanic Lab. She's mm-hmm. called Rebecca Hall. She's spoken at some of our events. She is so smart. She's from an accountancy background. She worked in MA and she started Botanic Lab. It's really interesting because she just wanted to be an entrepreneur and she was very motivated by making money. That's why she started the business, not because she was massively into the sort of health and wellness world. That's yeah. so interesting because they always tell you that shouldn't be your motivation. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same well, as Beck Clark from Ashley Clark, yeah. the jewellery brand. So she also, she was a management consultant, wanted to set up a business, and she went to work for a VC who actually invested in Sheer Lux and said, I want to start a business. They said, come and work for us for six months and work out what you want to do, and then we'll back you. And that's that's when she started Ashley Clark. So and she wasn't you know, passionate about jewellery. Yeah. Um, I think she'd probably say she is now, but she wasn't. But anyway, the one that I found really interesting was um, with the guy that founded, as well as Rebecca Hall, was with the guy that founded Bowl. Like, yeah. His career was he was a failed sportsman, went to LA, didn't make it as a footballer, but saw this kind of health thing was happening, came back to London, saw what Innocent was doing, basically sort of canvassed them to go and work for them they gave him a job he became what did he become board level basically Innocent was sold to Coca-Cola he didn't go with them Coca-Cola decided that Innocent was going to be a drinks brand only um, because it's all about volume and scale mm. and global um, so he took they agreed he could take the sort of food business away and he rebranded it as Bowl and their biggest sellers were meat fish recipes and it's really interesting he talks about the growing population um, in the world and the fact that the meat and fish supplies just they can't keep yeah. up with the growth of the population yeah. and he felt really compelled to do something in his own way about mm-hmm. it so they took the meat and fish recipes out mm-hmm. so he had to go to Waitrose and say you know those pots that sell really well that are some of the biggest <laughs> sellers uh, yeah. we're actually not doing those anymore and he said they've been amazing and really supportive and so they're just veggie so now they're just veggie yeah, and it's all about plant based foods yeah. And, yeah. and there's a massive yeah. trend in people eating less meat mm-hmm. except to my say- husband he still has to eat meat every day but <laughs> But anyway, it's just really interesting. I thought it was a really good um, podcast. Other podcasts I've been listening to are... This is on my drive <laughs> to the Dordogne with a lot of hours in the car and children plugged into iPads. Um, was a series called 50 Things That Made the Modern Economy. And they're 11-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. And they talk about things like plastic or the elevator as American or birth control, how the pill changed the modern world. Um, Petrol, they're saying that there was a version of petrol that people used to come into um, contact with and it would literally make them crazy. Um, Oh, the fumes? Yeah, people who worked in the factories or whatever it was, but but it was just so horrendously bad for you that you you would... Yeah. So that was pretty interesting. So I love the idea that you can listen to something for 11 minutes. Yeah, me yeah. too. And that's right on. Did, yeah. did you listen to all 50 then? We <laughs> could down, We were frantically getting onto the channel tunnel, downloading them on the phone, <laughs> and we didn't get them all. But we then stopped and we were driving a convoy with friends, and every time we got like, we just listened to this. <laughs> did you know? Yeah, I guess we conversation points. But on the topic of things that made the modern economy, Tor wrote a piece on the morning after pill and whether you've suffered a condom mishap, as she put it, <laughs> or missed your pill, um, or just not bothered, having a backup plan is key when it comes to preventing unplanned pregnancy. But how exactly does it work and can it do you any damage? The latter point was one I was really interested in. The damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can it affect your fertility? Mm-hmm. And the answer is 
No. Um, it works by preventing the sperm and the egg from meeting. And I was interested to see that it's only 60 to 80% effective. Mm, that is interesting. And horrifying. Yeah. 19-year-old me would really be shocked at that. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. And scared. Yeah, I know. I know, I think I was 19. <laughs> so I, I was 19 as once. well. I know you remember once. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. And actually, a friend of mine took it the other day. Anyway, I won't name you if you're listening. <laughs> but she took it the other day and I was with her and she had to go to the chemist. And we walked in there and there were... And she'd had the condom mishap that's on here. <laughs> there were four women behind the counter and the store manager standing really near and she went out and I was like oh poor thing so I went out and I was like she's married with two children yeah. by the way it's such a shame how humiliating it is yeah, so yeah. because it, yeah it, like you could just be a normal person in a normal yeah. relationship yeah. no she was saying oh I've got to take and I was like, oh god, poor you, and you're going to feel so rough. And she said, she said, I've taken it once before, and I didn't feel that. Yeah, bad. I didn't really yeah, feel that. And I was like, I remember me. feeling horrendous. She was like, oh, did you just quite like the fact that you? Yeah, quite dramatic. dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sort of going to bed all day. I was with a friend, oh and I didn't want to kill, so I had to. Well, it does say that you can suffer from nausea and a whole lot of other headaches and nausea. I think I think I did. But interestingly, boots were facing a lot of backlash, weren't they? Yeah, the cost of the pill because loads of other brands have lowered the cost but Boots refuse to they, but they have now but they have now quite right too yeah it's like the tax on tampons kind yeah. of it's like, it's kind, I suppose this is less of a necessity but you should have the right to access this and, and girls who don't have the kind of sex education yeah, yeah, yeah. should have the right to have, take to preventative measures. yeah I agree we should be doing anything to prevent exactly. single mothers exactly. teenage pregnancies yeah. which you know their point was that people would use it as a resource rather than like yes. a last minute solution but you can go to the doctor anyway don't you get it for Yes. 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 Prescription free from your NHS GP. Yeah, you can get a doctor appointment. That's another thing. I would go to Boots when I was. On topic of wanted pregnancies, (laughs) (laughs) we also wrote a piece on food and pregnancy. And from alcohol to sushi, the rules surrounding what to eat when you're pregnant aren't always that straightforward. Plus, with a third of expectant mums believing that eating for two is an acceptable rule, which it is not, (laughs) um, we thought it was time that we wrote a piece. And given that Kate Middleton's just announced, I think I'm going to call her Kate Middleton. Until her dying day. I'm so happy about that. Um, I'm yes. really pleased about that because the, the royals just tend to have two, don't they? So I think it's really nice. Yeah, and they're really happy nice. family. They're so cute. They are so and, cute. And you know, word on the yeah, street yeah, is that she just cute loves cute. being a mum. I mean, they all are happening very quickly. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, so why not get on with them? Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's Laura. It's Laura looking at us very pregnant. He's going to have three under three and a half. Yes. Yeah, that's fascinating. Get it over with. Ten years time. But Laura. Uh, tell me about food and pregnancy. What's your approach been? I mean, I'm quite relaxed, rightly or wrongly. I don't know. I mean, eating for two. I get full really easily, so I don't really understand the whole eating for two thing. I would rather eat small and often, but I've had that with all of them. I'm pretty relaxed. I don't eat blue cheese, but I don't really eat blue cheese anyway. What's the reason for blue cheese? and eggs I'm a bit funny about but what I did think was quite interesting because I didn't know this until last time is that in the um, in the article it says that one of the worst things is uh, like ready prepared salad for listeria and a friend who is a midwife told me that she said you can be pretty relaxed about everything but like washed bag salad is a big hub really? for bacteria which I didn't know and I eat quite a lot of it so yeah. I get a lot yeah. of it's really interesting the other thing well I'm with you Laura I don't like blue cheese and soft cheese 
for some reason, soft cheese and pate are things. Yeah, pate, again, I don't really eat it. So. I would like a bit of pate. So These are all pate. my food groups. Yeah, I, mean, I, really, I would eat blue cheese and sushi every sushi. day. Sushi. <laughs> but you fresh. can go veg sushi, so you can see. Yeah, we'll just get the kind of fix, yeah. And if it's fresh, so tuna fish and swordfish, I didn't eat either no. too much because they can contain high levels of mercury, mm. which is a toxic heavy metal. So they say, for example, you shouldn't eat two, more than two small cans of tuna a week. So I didn't, I think, yeah, swordfish was the fish. But ultimately, most of it is just to avoid food poisoning because that's a really nasty exactly. thing to get. So as long as you're kind of clear about yeah. the sort of, I mean, I wouldn't have gone to a dodgy curry house and had anyway. prawns. But I think you just need a bit of common sense. I think people love, in their first pregnancy, they love to get a bit excited about Yeah, whereas this time around, I was like, just remind me what I can and can't yeah. I remember going yeah. to a friend's for supper when I was pregnant with my first and we hadn't told them and she put a chocolate mousse in front of me and I started eating it and Josie went, she can't eat a chocolate mousse. And she was like, oh, well, you're pregnant then. Oh. Anyway, he's chilled out quite a lot. Can I tell you my favourite thing in this in this feature was that ice and coal are a common cravings. I mean, what? I was so about what? to say that. Ice yeah. I have heard of. Really? Why? Yeah, I love people like ice lollies, don't they? Because yeah. it's like, Fresh, fresh things okay. you crave. Like yeah, because I wouldn't say I craved fruit. anything, but I, watermelon was the one thing that I did mm. drive to go and get. Okay. On both of them. And yeah. carbs. I mean, especially when you feel sick in the early stages. Yeah. I remember White hearing carbs. about a pregnant lady who craved um, French bread with cream eggs in the middle. And I spent the rest mm. of my life looking forward to being pregnant so I didn't have that conversation. <laughs> well, knock yourself out. But just, yeah. just remember <laughs> that you only need an extra 500 calories. And that's only in the third trimester. In the first trimester, which is probably when most women get most excited, you don't actually need any additional calories. No, 500. I was surprised at that. I thought that was more than I thought. Yeah, I actually think that's more. I was told you I only need in your third trimester it's like an banana. extra 200 calories. Yeah, I thought it was like oh, a banana. That's depressing. Yeah. I, we did have one person she used to have about four breakfasts yeah. about 11 o'clock. Yeah, that would be me. Uh, and I was thinking, and it's, it's bad for the baby. That can lead to gestational diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I did and, sit and also, though snacking on pretzels from about 9.30 in the early yeah. days. So I was like, this is just so obvious. Yeah, so you said that. You were like, why is nobody guessed from yeah. the pretzel? Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that I didn't guess why. Salt pretzels, they were just the yeah, only we... way that I could get through the day for about three weeks. Oh. <laughs> we did it. We yeah. did it, exactly. Well, I think you just need... Yeah, And also, I think it's so important that you don't... Someone said to me the other day they'd put on three stone in their pregnancy. No, that's a lot to lose yeah. on the other yeah. side. And when you're tired and feeling a bit shit about yourself, to not be able to get back in your clothes yeah, months and months and months it's quite depressing mm. I'm sure I'll get in trouble for saying that but I do actually really believe that that you know you're at a low point when you're not sleeping and when you nothing fits and also your body is sense. so doing things that it's never done before so you do feel a bit gross and a bit like not it's amazing yeah. but it, it equally is a bit you know for you you're like oh what's happening to me yeah. so yeah it's just nothing to good. worry about yeah, yeah. yeah I did not embrace the, the body changes I yeah. have to say quite happy not to be pregnant ever again <laughs> on the subject of reading what if we told you that the way to earn more is to read more because according to the members of the billionaire book club it is and from entrepreneurs to media moguls some of the world's highest achievers put their success down to a voracious appetite for books Bill Gates reads 50 books a year and Mark Zuckerberg commits to reading a book every two weeks and Warren Buffett reportedly spends 80% of his day reading 80% of his day reading I think it says he did I doesn't say he does anymore yeah I think that's busy now spends no does he my husband told me at the weekend that the average amount American spends five and a half hours of their day on digital social media. Which I was staggered to Yeah, it's quite a frightening I mean, number, isn't Not it? that we're Americans, but I'm sure we're not far off mm. it. I really agree with the notion 
mention that sure I that the more do. you read yeah. the brighter you are mm-hmm. the, the more successful you are yeah. I really do believe that interesting that Bill Gates reads non- non-fiction yeah I think yeah. that's yeah. interesting exclusively non-fiction exclusively non-fiction mm. I think that's why I've always thought that to be somebody who is inverted commas well read that you should be sticking to fiction and to be a kind of interesting person you should have a really kind of good knowledge of fiction as well no primarily okay but I don't maybe that's just I don't know maybe that's not the case at all and, and maybe it's for a different use maybe he's using it as kind of tools with which to run a business whereas yeah. I'm just talking kind of conversationally yes. I just feel like having a kind of cannon up your sleeve is always is kind of a way of being interesting and interested I suppose non-fiction is a way of like gaining more life experience through mm. not your own life does that make sense yeah, yeah. isn't it it's learning more about the world and whatever broadening your intelligence yeah. without actually having to experience it yourself do you guys read much non-fiction no I don't I what? used to read it exclusively non-fiction really? for years yeah. and what kind of things like biographies I, yeah, yeah I mean I, I love a biography mm. I used to I just have to say I love well. yeah. um, and history I don't like reading I don't like fictional it's history so yeah. something like Wild Swans that was one of the first books I read when when I was in my teens um, and I read one of the big Mao tomes. I was fascinated by communist China mm-hmm. and what went on. Anyway, Wild Swans just had such an impact on me mm-hmm. at quite a young age. And look, I remember reading Branson's autobiography when it came out years ago and being so inspired by it. That must be the entrepreneur in you. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Anyway, <laughs> I do read more fiction now than I used to just because I feel like I really need to zone it's, out yeah. a bit. And it, yeah. when I read non-fiction... I just get ideas my mind races yeah. um, but I think that's why podcasts are so amazing yeah. because you're doing the same thing it's yeah. just so fascinating to learn yeah. about new yes. things that's and hear other people's stories and advice and yeah. but anyway this piece that we did about reading more and earning more was actually linked to Blinkist mm-hmm. which is a brilliant brilliant app um, that summarises non-fiction reads into 15 minutes and someone made the point to me that most sort of self-improvement, and not that all non-fiction needs to be self-improvement, I actually don't really like self-improvement books, but yeah. most self-improvement books can be summarised into 12 points. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So and they are just drawn out. And ever since I think it's someone told me this, I've never not been able to read <laughs> yeah. one. And I have got one. And, and I found it quite boring having... Mm-hmm taking on this fact so the idea that you can condense them into a 15 minute read yeah, is brilliant that and that's what Blinkist does and my friend who works for Google told me about Blinkist and she said it's brilliant by the time I get to work every day I've nailed three books yeah. <laughs> yes, that's how good that's is that that's what I need in my life so there you go Blinkist.com <laughs> um, on the subject of earning more money does hard work guarantee success I'd say yes but in a society where presenteeism is often required it doesn't always lead or presenteeism doesn't always lead to rewards and it's not good for your health so presenteeism is just being in the office a lot so presenteeism presenteeism is yeah being seen at work and a brilliant example of this is at my first job at Coty and I interned for them all through university and there was this girl and she was there I mean she was there from about 7.30 in the morning until and bearing in mind that nobody started work in this yeah. business before nine o'clock, she'd get there at seven thirty, and she'd be there until ten o'clock at night. Yeah. And she was completely ineffective. I was going to say, like, she was never promoted. Mm-hmm. She never moved on. She was a bit of a safe pair of hands at the level that she was at. Mm-hmm. Um, I then went back as a grad and was promoted above her and she looked a bit of a state and I always remember this as well. And my MD, who was there, who I got on really well with, who's an awesome lady, and she said to her once, she was like, Kate. She took her aside and was like, come in half an hour later in the morning, put on some makeup and brush your hair. Oh, gosh. And actually, yeah. I always remember that. Like, That's more valuable. That, well, this is going down a whole nother yeah, way, yeah, but yeah. Like, does your appearance help in your career? I think yeah. it does. Yeah, definitely. Um, but anyway, for her, she was about as present as the furniture. Mm-hmm. And 
she was not successful. What was she doing all day long? Um, and she actually wonder. left and married someone who worked for a school and she went to be a school mistress. Oh, gosh, so she's probably much better suited to her. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, what do you think? Do you think? Do you feel like you have to put in... One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I once read something that really resonated with me and I can't remember who it was it was somebody from Vogue or something in America and they had said that they very quickly learned in their career that they weren't necessarily the brightest person and they weren't necessarily the you know whatever best at their job but what they could do was work harder than everybody else and I've always I've, that's really really stuck with me and I've always mm. kind of tried to emulate that a little bit myself only because it's, if you're in a competitive environment or if you feel yeah. that kind of you're not necessarily you know you can do if that's something you can really do to make yourself stand out, then I don't see why not. It doesn't mean coming in at seven thirty and leaving yeah. at ten, especially not if it's not going to work. But I think there's something to be said for kind of showing that you're really putting in your hours. I think there is, but then you obviously have to ask yourself: Are you just coming in because you want to be seen? So, to yeah, be in the yeah. office? Yeah. I don't mean it like that. Yeah. In you know, yeah. also I think quotes. times are changing. So I've got a friend who do, they don't even have an office. He works for mm. a big firm, and they don't even have yeah. an office. So many of my friends work from home, like yeah. times a week. Yeah, it is yeah. quite common. Mm. I think if you're good, it doesn't matter. And actually, going back to my MD, she used to leave at five o'clock every day on the dot. And you know, she I, I won't say her name or who she mm. works for now, but she's a mega successful lady, and that was her thing. And she, and she, she was like, done. I have to get my job done within these hours. And she always yeah. she didn't have well, children. Actually, she just, never had children. But I was just worried that I wasn't doing enough. I don't know, I would always just, if I was leaving on the dot every single day, I would feel, you know, in whatever job, I would feel like there was always more I could be doing. That's how my husband feels. Yeah. Yeah. He, he says in the evenings, he feels like that's the that's moment time. where he can push himself yeah. to do more and to, to kind for of him it's origination or it's whatever, but you know, for him, that's the time of the day where he doesn't have to do it. You can accept. He doesn't feel he has to do it to be seen, yeah. but it's a time but where he feels he can invest his in right. his career. And if people talk about going over and above, right, well, if you've got X amount to do in the day, then your chance to go over and above. Anyway, I think presenteeism not for the sake of presenteeism, perhaps. Noted Charlotte, we've got reviews coming up. (laughs) (laughs) She just sits around doing nothing. What about personality traits to make you more attractive? Because beauty may be in the eye of the beholder, but attraction comes down to more than just good looks. I've got a six-year-old who I spend my life at the moment telling to be kind. Be kind, be kind, Coco, be kind. <laughs> good things happen to good people. And I, I said the other day, I was like, it's really unattractive not to be kind. And I was like, oh, is that the wrong word? Yeah. yeah. To have used, anyway. I think kindness is, is pretty key. key. My mum said to me key, yeah. when I was 19 and I met my husband, and I remember she said to me, 
she's like darling I know you won't appreciate this now she was like but you've got a really kind man there and she was like kind men make you happy and just oh, remember that so and, sweet and I, and I and she was so right yeah very true I do agree with those two aspects like but I don't know if you're 19 where the kindness is attractive yeah. I was going to say at your age I can't see the shits like, yeah. <laughs> you wish we were 19 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah I have to say I don't agree no not don't agree I, you can appreciate I think that that's what you should be looking for yeah but I'm not sure I'd ever be actually attracted to kindness. To kindness. Mm, I know what you mean, but I think it's an attractive quality to have. In a relationship. If you're doing a SWOT analysis, it should definitely be. Oh, it's yes. In, yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's but attractive. friends. Yeah. What about friends? So what, what do you think? Definitely. What yeah. do you think is attractive in a friend? Yeah, kindness. I think is 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 one of the kind of priorities actually, really. Yeah, because you want to know that. Yeah. Kind of. Well, you still want them to be truthful and honest, and but in a way that doesn't hurt feelings, obviously. I, so think yeah, in, kindness. I think in men, intelligence, like... Yeah, my biggest is confidence. I've always, always yeah. gone with confident boys, yeah. Mm, I'm not I don't like, like a quiet guy at all. I wouldn't say overconfident. Yeah. I don't mean overconfident, yeah. Like, I'm so with you, a bit yeah. of confidence. It's fine that no one's brought up humour yet. I don't know. Surely I was like, but they make you laugh. Surely that, <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. say, everyone says that should come first but basically in reality no one said humour because it shouldn't actually come first you can't actually prioritise that over like kindness and loyalty and, and, and other stuff can why you? not I think someone because who wants to have fun is attractive yeah but they yeah. can be funny I'm not sure I need like you. someone cracking jokes no I don't need a comedian that would actually get quite annoying really yeah. yeah so maybe humour's not the right word like yeah. some sort of connection that you both yeah. that you yeah. find makes both of you laugh yeah that's definitely it I find this one so funny an agreeable nature <laughs> Just I, know, I kind of know what that means though like some I do not have an agreeable natured boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> agreeable. I know you don't want someone. I think what it's saying is someone who goes with the flow. Sometimes he's not always like yeah. picking battles. Not yeah. someone yes. too argumentative, yeah. or somebody too difficult. And yeah, I think yeah. someone affectionate. Like, I think it's really important. Yeah. A friend or a partner. I hate that word. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, I would be very PC. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think affection. Like, I think from anyone, whether it's family, friends, partners. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm probably not a very good friend. I'm not very affectionate. Warm, you're warm. I think. Okay. I think someone who's too cool is. Yeah. Does I'm not attracted to people who look yes. really cool. Can I tell you my favourite thing in friends is when people remember things. It really annoys me if you tell a friend that you've got like an interview or an exam or yes. someone's ill or so something, cool. and, or you're yeah. ill, and no, and, and when those people then don't follow up, that's my yeah. and that's and I think that's a kindness thing, and I always try really hard to be that person. Yeah. Because it really irritates me when people don't have that because that's the kind of. That's not kind, I don't think. Yes. And it's a bit neglectful. It's quite selfish. Yes, it's quite selfish. I've got a person, I've got a friend, I've got a friend who is that person. I mean, she. if I say I've got a big meeting, she will remember yeah. that. Yeah, I, I mean, do too. I, I, really I have to say, now. I'm not very good at remembering those things. I think because I'm juggling. No, but if so it was something, as you say, like yeah. not being well or something, if it's I would. a huge life check. I put things in my calendar, I'll put in my calendar, blah, blah, starts a new job today or something like that. Yeah, with my closest friend. Actually, I've done that occasionally because I know I don't, remember things yeah. just because I'm out of time and it's only because I I'm really upset to me if, I, if people calendar. don't remember yeah, me I, yeah. I also think loyalty is like if you're talking about friendships like to oh, me 100%, I yeah. think there are certain people I know that I can ring up at any time yeah. at the day or night and they would get in their car and drive yeah, yeah. I think Scotland, loyalty is if I was yeah. mm. stranded yes I don't know I think that's like the most important thing to know that you can rely on someone yeah. and in a partner slash boyfriend slash husband too 100% yeah Loyalty. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you said he could be funny, but there's no way being funny if he's going to cheat on you. No, this is very true. So, for our last, I want to talk about two brands. Yes. One is M&S. 
because I just feel M&S gets such stick and obviously it all comes down to the financial press and if their numbers mm. are down their numbers are down I suppose but from where I'm sitting I think their fashion is pretty damn good at the moment and we did a piece on 10 sort of designer look pieces that M&S had created and it had over 10,000 that's insane. I did not know that. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty big. We also, um, Charlotte, I'm calling, it, I'm calling it the Charlotte effect. <laughs> Love that. But Charlotte uh, models <laughs> are, Charlotte models, um, an M&S off the shoulder top, which I have sitting in a bag. Did you, did you buy it? Yeah. Oh. I did. I'm one of the 174 people. Stop it, what? That, 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 that top. From I can't tell, but that was the number of items by day two that had trans- transacted. Yeah, wow. So yeah, so I just that that top was amazing. If yeah, you missed it, there, there might be some in stock. <laughs> but it went out of stock the first time we were going to feature it. We mm. loved it, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And then the second it came back it in. Came, came back in. in. The minute yeah. it came back in, we did a little video, and um, it looked amazing on Charlotte. And anyway, everyone obviously agreed. But anyway, I think M and S. They've got some great um, tailoring as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Charlotte and I are both sitting here in a sort of Czech yeah. um, grey blazer, double-breasted. Yours mm-hmm. is? Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's yeah. the season of the double-breasted. My friend said to me, but I don't do double-breasted. I was like, you better try it yeah. because you don't want to get away from it. <laughs> Did yours come? Did you get your mango one? Yeah. Nice? Um, no? That's the one of fabrics kind of throw me a bit. It's still sitting there to the side. Well, I need it like? Like? It's more the pattern of the fabric. Okay. I'm just not sure. I just don't know if I can find nicer. Where's your shop? I've got this, this one, one winking at me. That one is amazing. Yeah, keep wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the first time I've worn yeah. it. Oh, well, I saw it on your Instagram. This is the Ian Bing one. This is the Ian Bing. This is the Ian Bing. You just can't compare them. It is good, isn't it? I mean, obviously, the price compares to them. It is. very nice. Yeah, no, I'm pleased with it. It's first outing. It's very nice. I did it off for Instagram. Where's yours from? It's very nice. It's the Topshop one. So this next year, yeah, we've talked a lot about the merits of Topshop Zara mango. Yeah, Miss Selfridge. Miss Selfridge, yes. Miss Selfridge, I've got a couple that are great at the moment. And M&S. And in summary, M&S is definitely the place to go right now. Um grown up check it out it's it's doing some good fashion this season and the other brand we were going to talk about is Claudie Piello and initially I was like what no who is this so they're owned by Sandro Marge kind of conglomerate I believe so it's all under one umbrella are they yeah I'm going to check that but I'm pretty I'm like 99% sure that it's all one kind of big umbrella brand and um, I mean look it's not cheap it's the kind of similar to those brands and their price brackets but yeah so just... we've got here a, a ballet top which is beautiful a sort of gorgeous. cutaway arm which is the yeah, new thing this season it's not about the exposed shoulder it's exposed mm-hmm. arm so you cover your shoulder and then the, the hole if you like the gap is sort of further down the sleeve anyway um, but this is a ballet top and it's 199 so yeah it, it's not cheap it's not I, but I think what they do so well is, is cool classics so everything on this page they're making it that we ran a, kind of their new collection is is cool it's, it's it's on trend now but nothing's too cool that you wouldn't actually wear it again next season i can't see anything here that i wouldn't no. wear last winter either so yeah. therefore i think it's a really like if you're going to invest it's actually a really good kind yeah. of go-to yeah. brand to know i think what's really interesting is there are some really great independent brands emerging um at the moment and over the last you know year or so um that shows we love Zara we love Mango and it's hard to beat their price point and their speed to market obviously but there are some really nice brands out there that I mean this one is not hugely affordable um but there are some really nice brands if you don't want to be so identical as everyone else let's talk about gender neutral fashion yes yeah so I wrote a piece on gender neutral fashion last week and about kind of how everybody's just 
borrowing everybody else's clothes now. Um, and interestingly, this weekend, John Lewis announced that they're no longer going to categorise their girls' and boys' clothes. Mm. So for children's wear, everything... I'm slamming my pen on the desk. <laughs> everything is, like, in comp- you know, in brackets, unisex. Horror. Yeah, the tags all say girls' boys' wear, don't yeah. they? They're for, yeah. All clothes are for everyone because they don't wish to kind of pigeonhole I mean, the child. world has Sweet. gone... Berserk. I see. I don't think this is that big a deal. I think a unisex collection is very nice. But what if your little boy wants to wear a tutu? But like seriously, what like what do you do if your if your boy wants to wear a tutu? Tell him no, it's the girls' section. I don't know. I don't. I think that in twenty seventeen, there's that many little anymore. boys that want to wear tutus. Well, I don't know, but there's a lot of conversation around it, isn't there? Yeah. Do. So when you're searching for your school uniform and you're not sure whether you know the schools have girls' shirts and boys' shirts. They're now not going to be tagged. So, you know, just to make your life really complicated. So if you want girls' pants matter. that don't have a hole for a willy, you're going to get pants for children <laughs> showing boys' pants and girls' pants together. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm so cross about it. And I can get as many negative comments about Nash as yeah. anyone likes, but I think it's just over the top, this gender-neutral debate. I mean, you can't have ladies and gentlemen on the tube now because you're, tra- you're going to offend a transgender. Yeah. You know, children growing up not knowing whether they're a boy. I mean, I, I really agree with I, you. It's terms. really sad. I feel for my children, yeah. it's really sad. Yeah. Does it confuse them more? Yes. Yeah. Probably the big question. So, I, I, I really... I know where you're asking. I think it's seriously depressing. Really? And I might be dumb I, I, yeah, I think it's really I, I completely sad. agree in terms of political correctness stuff. I do agree. I think that people are, take too much offence at, at things like ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's ridiculous. But, and look, I don't have children, but it does seem to me, from kind of everything that we're seeing in the media, that there are a load of kids with, like, massive identity crises out there. There are so many reports of, like, you know, transgender suicides and all these kids who really struggle with it. And actually... Is it such a big deal if it doesn't if it doesn't have a label? You know, if you've got if you but are you if you are a girl, not girl? putting a label on clothing is going to solve the issue. I'm Help not that. sure that's. Well, does it? Be. Does but it not make? But it's a slippery. Sexist. It's a slippery slope. Before we know it, there's not going to be. You're not going to have boys here, girls here. I, I'm all for mixing boys mm. and girls. I want my children to go to co-ed school. But before we know it, you're not going to be able to describe a child yeah. as a girl yeah. or a boy. A that point. is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, is this a female body we're looking at here or a male? We can't say female bodies need to be treated in a certain way male bodies yeah, need to be treated in another right. way and then medication you know it's I, I think it's thoroughly depressing I really do anyway. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for saying that let's talk about style rules <laughs> it's okay to break men wearing skirts <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be the first time yeah. so actually, yeah, yeah we were talking we, it just kind of came up as, because there are so many things that you know your grandma or your mum you know might have said you can't do yeah. this and you yes. can't do I that. grew up thinking that the that the most important in fact the only sort of star rule I remember as a child was that you didn't wear pink and red or navy yeah. and black and now it's all out the window so basically you know there's actually and it's actually really nice because and actually those, I love yeah. both of those combinations when they're done right there's yeah, so much do. room for interpretation these days as well. like you know we talked about socks and sandals and we talked about fishnets and exposed underwear and I mean it sounds like I'm describing you know <laughs> I've got to say socks and sandals but, I still know. can't buy into socks and sandals I mean oh, I, well, I, may well, yes. I may well eat my hat but yeah. socks and sandals <laughs> <laughs> black and navy has to be done right I don't agree with with a black jacket and navy trousers because that's all you could find. Yeah. That looks like a suit has no. gone wrong. Yeah. Or yeah. one's faded. Like, you know, a lovely navy knit yeah. with, some with black, black trousers yeah. or leather or something is really yeah, nice. Like, it doesn't excuse exactly yes and fishnets doesn't mean like you know put on the garter and fishnets and yeah um but yeah i mean basically you can kind of wear whatever you like these days 
Uh, we also talked about mixing high and low, which I like. You know, there was such a kind of, when I think about like a Carrie Bradshaw or somebody, there was such a kind of trend for buying a top to toe designer look. And I think that kind of went out the window when Daniela Topshop wore, you know, head to toe Burberry, didn't yeah. it? But, so, you know, I no, love I the fact that Topshop is really to thank. I mean, they were the yeah. brand, weren't they, that yeah. suddenly all these celebrities were sure. going mad for. And people, you know, people like Olivia Palermo who've come out and said, like, oh, I go to H&M or I go here or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And that's another thing I think yeah. that's great because Agreed. those of us who can't afford It's almost seen as a bit full on now. Yeah. Design but it's new though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Shows no kind of lack of understanding yeah. of how to put clothes together. Yeah. Everyone's got something they buy in MS. Yeah. <laughs> Lingerie was the other one. I, I love the trend at mm. the moment for like peekaboo bras. I mean, it doesn't mm, obviously yeah. work for everyone if they have got Massive big busts. <laughs> but um, yeah, I really like that. I think it's really sexy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And that follows on quite nicely to talk about personal stylists because we uh, interviewed Victoria Genevieve, who is a personal stylist. Who helps lots of mums, I guess, kind of post-children who want a bit of an overhaul of their wardrobe. And she um, she basically goes, she, she she saw a friend of mine, that's how I heard about her. So she goes, she goes through their wardrobe, works out what they can keep, what they can't. She's a real advocate for putting away your summer stuff, mm-hmm. pulling things to the front, uh, which is such a good point, because otherwise you just wear the same things all the time. So she's like, put away your summer, put away your winter, bring things back out. And she's a big um, capsule wardrobe person, isn't she? She is, and which surely I imagine, yeah, I mean, they all should be, yeah. Um, But she's got really good sort of tips about you know, dressing for your body shape, Mm -hmm. you know, embracing your curves is actually more flattering than you know, trying to hide them with big clothing. But I just thought it was an interesting point having a personal stylist, and and yeah, I mean, her approach is so she'll do your wardrobe cleanse Mm -hmm. and then she takes you shopping and then she photographs you in all the pieces you've bought, but in loads of other ways. So I was having lunch with my friend and she got her phone out. And I mean, there were, I don't know how many, a hundred looks or something. Mm. So there's the leather jacket worn with this and then laid under the trench and then with the scarf that she bought as well and the pleated skirt and there's something else. But it's really practical as well because you then just go and you look at the Polaroid picture and... That's like yeah. Whether you can email her and say, I'm, I like the look of this, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And anyway, I, just, I think it's, I, I get it. I yeah, think yeah it's good. definitely. Yeah. It's such a useful exercise. The money for it, then, yeah. Definitely. I was going to say, that's something, whether, whether you want to do it through a personal side or not, I feel like that's something we could all benefit yeah. from. Just having mm. photos of your wardrobe. Don't so you don't have to stretch. I would love to do, see yeah. a personal side. Yeah, like, I just too. don't have the time. And it's not because I don't know what I like or what suits me. For me, it's a time thing. Sourcing products. I would love someone just to come along and say, Here's your wardrobe for the next however long. Yeah. It's done. Because I feel this I feel this like we get to autumn winter and for the go. pressure to shop mm-hmm. and yeah. update my yeah. wardrobe. Yeah. And you have to make the decision like, are you gonna buy the mango Zara or Tottenham? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else could just do that, <laughs> for, you. that for you. Yeah. yeah. I really liked also in this piece she gave us some really good advice about kind of how to dress for certain body types. So she talked about short people should kind of wear heels and a long trouser. I thought that was interesting. I'm short and I always have an ankle out. So maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should go long instead. Mm, Makes sense. Length of body. Yeah. yeah. Um, she talks about if you're tall, wearing flat shoes. And I thought actually that's a really good point, investing in pretty flats. She's saying that you can wear them kind of dress up anything. I know flat shoes have never been better. Yeah, some great flat shoes. Oh, well. those velvet ones we did recently. The velvet Mary Janes. So many Stunning. nice ones. Yeah, that's um, And yeah, and if you don't have any curves, you can add curves by layering and interesting shapes. Another good one. Yeah, I mean, add a belt. Very trendy, exactly. <laughs> um, or big bus talks about well-fitting bras. I mean, that's not exactly groundbreaking. Groundbreaking, but great point. And she's not a you know rock the fashion world stylist. But what I like about her is she just talks to normal, normal women. Yeah, and that's what so many girls need. Want to look good and you know care about their wardrobes, but don't necessarily know where to start. Anyway, check her out, Victoria Genevieve. So that's it for this week. If you have any feedback, then do email podcast at sharelux.com and do please. 
subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. It really does count and your emails are lovely, but it'd be much better if you could do it on iTunes. <laughs> See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.